Hello, my friend, and welcome to another edition of TFU News and Views. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, this podcast, Transformers University podcast, the website, the YouTube channel, and so much more. So I want to fill you in on a few things if you haven't caught up with Transformers University. Uh, so first, a quick update on me. As you know, or uh, as you might notice, it's been a while since there's been uh, a regular posting of the podcast. I did post a new episode of University last week. I'm doing this one now, and uh, hopefully this will get regular again. Uh, a little bit of Metamucil for the podcast, if you will, going forward. And the reason behind that, again, if you hadn't heard the last episode, is because I've moved uh, the short version of this story is I applied for a promotion at my job. I ended up getting it, uh, but that required me to move from Long Island, New York to Orlando, Florida. So uh, myself and my family, we are in the process of selling a house and moving and all sorts of fun things. So some of that is uh, basically what has contributed to the delays on these podcasts. So as a uh, as we get more settled in Florida right now, I'm here on my own. Uh, as we get our, our life moved from New York to Orlando, uh, there may be a few interruptions along the way. But that will not stop me from doing things like covering New York Toy Fair. I will be at the Hasbro Toy Fair event. Already got my invite. Already RSVP'd. February 22nd, I believe. It's the Saturday of Toy Fair. Um the Hasbro fan media brand panel as they do every year. I will be there and we will be doing all sorts of coverage on Twitter and on YouTube. Now, <laughs> you know, I almost didn't do this episode tonight because it's been a long couple of days for me. Uh, in the process of, of moving, my job actually asked me to come down uh, rather quickly around the new year. Uh, to address some things, and I hadn't actually uh, planned on coming down uh, on New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's Day. Uh, I had planned on coming down a few days later and driving down, and I ended up having to fly down. So, long story short, I flew up to New York uh, a couple days ago, and then uh, took this weekend to drive my car from New York uh, to Orlando. So that's about uh, 16 hours on the road, give or take. And, uh, it's been, uh, and I'm by myself at that. So it's been an exhausting trip. And on top of it, uh, the first couple of weeks at the, uh, the new gig have been, how should we put this? Trying, uh, and that's not a bad thing. Uh, but they have been taxing, uh, both in terms of how much work I've been putting in and, uh, I guess the emotional toll and the emotional toll of, uh, being away from my wife and my daughter, um, so with all that in mind, I was like, you know what? I, I don't know if I want to record an episode. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. Because recording episodes, recording podcasts, uh, they're, they're kind of, I don't know, they're kind of therapeutic in a way. Um, and I always feel good when I get one done. So I'd been planning this one. I I'd, I'd wrote down a few notes. And what I want to say, and I do this pretty much at the top of every year, it is always a great time to be a Transformers fan. Uh, unless it's 1991, it has always been a great time to be a Transformers fan. If we look back 
on the year. That was 2019. There's so much to be happy about. Uh, War for Cybertron Siege was way better than we expected. Go back and listen to the uh, Radio Free Cybertron from San Diego Comic-Con 2018. Listen to my reaction. Listen to the reactions of everyone on that that episode. None of us were impressed with the, the reveal of War for Cybertron Siege. And it turned out so much better than our expectations. There's just, you know, with the Transformers brand, there's just so many lines to uh to indulge in to be part of their studio series there's bot bots that continues on in fact i just got this really great bot bots mailer from the folks at hasbro uh to review a bunch of things so i cannot wait to touch uh that to go through that uh you have masterpiece you have generation selects and and with that you have hasbro pulse which wasn't around uh, a year ago and has turned out to be really one of my top places to go to pick up figures uh, if I'm gonna pay retail and I can't seem to find it at a store why not go with Hasbro Pulse I'm getting shipping for free at least for a little bit longer uh, you know and I won't even get into HasLab Unicron I guess I should get into HasLab Unicron at some point but right here we will not Hasbro Pulse though has been a fantastic place to pre-order to get ahead of uh lines to get those tail end waves and uh even you know we had that day of a thousand you know the night of a thousand pre-orders with san diego comic-con 2019 i mean these are all great days uh to be a transformers fan and of course there's still rescue bots there's still cyberverse uh which the toy line seems to be improving i just picked up a uh cyberverse deluxe that i'm really excited to open i, I bought megatron uh because i feel like that one should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'll probably buy the whole uh, deluxe series because I really want that McAdam Build-A-Figure. We're getting a Build-A-Figure again. We haven't got one of those since 2006. So, you know, there's all sorts of things like that. Plus, Cyberverse as a TV series went from being so-so to... In season one, this is kind of my reaction. Season one started out so-so, ended at pretty good... And has now become basically the G1 continuation reboot that we've always wanted. And that's saying a lot. And that's not to knock anything that's been G1 themed in uh, previous reboots and alternate universes. But I think this is really the most G1 show we've ever gotten since G1. Uh, and then, of course, there's all the sorts of these little weird items that seem to be uh, popping up at, you know, the, I guess you can't really call them Market 6 stores anymore, but the the oddball stores, the um, the Creo sets that are now showing up at uh, Dollar General, the uh, Dollar Tree zipper clips and minifigures, uh, tiny turbo changers, authentics. There's so much out there as a Transformers aficionado that you can enjoy in terms of merch, in terms of toys, in terms of of cartoons in terms of just things to consume and then on the print side we've got idw uh you know what the idw book for what it is yeah look i'm not happy uh with the reboot uh i wanted a reboot i'm not a hundred percent happy with it i'm like 45 percent happy with it you know, just less than 50 percent i think uh galaxies is is shaping up nicely i think the main book uh, has finally been good for like two or three issues consecutively. 
Um, but then we have these really cool crossovers. We have the Ghostbusters crossover, uh, which led to the Ectotron figure and the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. And then, you know, elsewhere in print, we've got Viz Media. And they're doing that, uh, those those prints. They haven't come out yet, so I guess this really should be for our look ahead. Uh, the manga books. Well, we'll talk about those later. But they did this great Jim Sorensen book, which I also just received a copy of from the folks at Viz that I cannot wait to do a review of and just flipping through it it was really cool um i haven't even really sunk my teeth into it i cannot wait to bring you that and then of course we cannot forget that we got secons before unicron um <laughs> from selects no but i kid we we're getting unicron i ordered unicron i i figured out a way to 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 get that money together and i don't know how i pulled it off but i did and I'm excited for this thing to come. We're starting to get updates about it, and it is really great. And, of course, we still have Transformers Gaming, the TCG. We've got the um, Forge to Fight is still going strong. Angry Birds Transformers, I think, is still going. I haven't cracked it open in a while, but I'm pretty sure that one's still going on. And then, of course, my favorite Transformers video game probably of all time, Transformers Earth Wars, is still uh, kicking along. And, and they do such a good job of just getting varied characters in there. And look, it's it's a grind, but man, is it a fun game. And, you know, the fandom continues to be great. There's There are a multitude of great podcasts. I'm going to talk a little bit about podcasts, probably at the end of the show, about the podcasts that kept me company on that long drive. But so many of them were Transformers related. And there's so many that I don't listen to that, that I really need to add to my list. But, the, you know, the fandom is what it is and it'll always be this kind of up and down and back and forth but for me uh the podcasts and twitter and a little bit of discord have kept me very very much engaged with my fandom and with the fans of this show uh, and so uh, for all those of you who reach out to me at tfu underscore info um thank you thank you very much uh, i i really do enjoy interacting with you if you haven't reached out do so shoot me a, t- uh, a tweet uh, i'd love to hear from you so that's that's 2019 for Transformers in a nutshell. A uh, good quick what ten minutes, and and I've covered an entire year really fast. But think about all those things I just listed in ten minutes. And so if you're a Transformers fan, you should be excited about something in that list. And if you're not excited about one thing in that list, you don't know how to have fun. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, okay, so if you're not excited about anything in that list, let's take a look ahead to 2020, right? In Generations, we have Earthrise coming, which for all intents and purposes, if you like Siege, it's going to be more of the same uh, with less battle damage, which seems to be the one thing everybody didn't like. Chances are we'll get more selects out of that, right? Because why not? Selects did pretty well. I don't see it not continuing on. You've got the Netflix TV series coming. Man, that might be the thing I am most excited for in 2020 in terms of Transformers. Uh, I want to see what they do. Hopefully we get the Voltron treatment. Uh, Voltron, I felt, was was the really just such a good show, such a good way to drive fandom. I still haven't finished it because I don't want it to end. I'm in the final season and I've been really slow to uh, finish because I just don't want the show to end. Yes, I could go back and rewatch the whole thing. And I might. That's on the list of shows, uh, the short list of shows in my head that I would like to go back and rewatch. 
you know, in IDW, you've got uh, Transformers versus Terminator, which is uh, a weird, weird concept for a crossover, but one I can get into. I can dig that one. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing what happens. Transformers, and we haven't gotten into this yet, uh, and we will at some point in the uh, Transformers University podcast, but Transformers has been a, a brand that has crossed over into a lot of places. So you know what? Sentient robots fighting sentient robots from Earth. Uh, that sounds fun. Uh, let, let's do it. Let's uh, let's see how they pull that one off. And finally, you know, we got so many toy lines continuing on. Studio series, BotBots, probably Masterpiece, uh, and of course RescueBots and Cyberverse. I mean, we've gotten the first uh, hints of Cyberverse 2020 in your local Target store with these Quintesson and Sharktacon sets that, hey, we got five-headed Quintessons already in 2020. These are amazing, amazing things as a Transformers fan. I will tell you, at the end of 2004, 2000, beginning of 2005, when Energon ended and Cyberverse, Cyberverse, <laughs> Cybertron began, and, and many of you may not even have been old enough uh, to remember this time, uh, that was the one shot I thought we were getting Quintessons. Uh, we got a Quintesson in the Energon line, and it stunk. It wasn't even like a good representation of a Quintesson. Uh, it looked kind of like the one on the show, but uh, there was nothing about it that said Quintesson. It didn't have five heads. Uh, it wasn't really what we wanted. You know, looking at some of the news stories recently about what's coming from Earthrise, we're probably going to get an Earthrise Quintesson. Uh, I believe there's rumors that we're getting some sort of Earthrise Cyclonus. And there's some rumors that we're getting an Earthrise Alicon. So you take those those three, you tack in the Siege Ultra Magnus toy or the Combiner Wars Ultra Magnus toy. You tack in the Combiner Wars Rekgar figure and you tack in a G.I. Joe three and three quarter inch scaled Mercer Fairborn like they used for the club. And you've got yourself. Are you ready for this? Have you figured it out yet? You've got yourself a Killing Jar repaint box set that I would be all sorts of into. It's actually one of the weirdest things that I've always kind of wanted from the Transformers brand. And hey, we're, we're very close to having almost all the molds. I mean, I think you can use a updated Rekgar. Hell, you could use the old Universe Rekgar that's been used a bunch of times. But between uh, all of those figures, you really could pull off a, a Killing Jar set. And that would be killer to me. And as I mentioned before, Viz Media releasing English translations of the manga from Japan. Uh, we did one episode of Transformers University on it. We will do more. These stories are bananas. <laughs> And uh, I cannot wait to read more, uh, and especially with some sort of official translation. And we'll continue to get updates on HasLab Unicron. Plus, you know, from a fandom side, the conventions will continue. TFCon, I will be at this year. Why? Because it's in Orlando, Florida. It is 15 minutes from where I'm living. And it is going to be really hard for me to not be there unless work decides to go uh, crazy and, and have me come in on a Saturday and a Sunday. Uh, I will not be there. Or if I have to travel back to New York, I will not be there. Otherwise, 
I see nothing preventing me from being there. And of course, I will be at Toy Fair once again, as I said earlier. February 22nd, the Hasbro Fan Brand Panel. They're going to be talking about Transformers and Star Wars and Marvel, as usual. Probably My Little Pony. And going off of the invitation, we will see some Power Rangers. We will see some Ghostbusters. And we will see some G.I. Joe. And we will get into more of that in a little bit. But let's not forget a few more things that are coming in 2020 for the Transformers brand. We have Cyberverse Season 3. Like I said, we've already been getting hints of it in the toy line. It will involve Quintessons, right? Or we'll assume it'll involve Quintessons. Season 2 ended with a neat cliffhanger. I cannot wait to see Season 3. And in that vein, we have this Nezha. Am I saying that right? Uh versus Transformers or cross Transformers uh, series in China where uh, it looks like the Cyberverse models are crossing over with some Chinese mythology. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a uh, official translation of that. Maybe we'll get a, some great fan dubs of that or fan subs of that and we'll get to see that here in the States. They, they're having 52 episodes. I don't know how long the episodes are going to be. Let's assume they're 10 minutes just like Cyberverse, but still, 10 minutes at 52 episodes, say, that's 520 minutes. Uh, that's, you know, that's that's a good couple hours, right? That's a good f- six hours or so. I'm really doing the math really good. It's a little less than six hours, isn't it? Um, so, <laughs> doing the math really quickly in my head. Uh, it's five hours plus. Let's, let's leave it at that. No, that's way off. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> 600 minutes would be 10 hours, right? So we're talking a little less than 10 hours of programming. Um, still, that's like two good, three good, three-hour movies, right? Uh, so yeah, it's like eight hours and change. But, you know, at 52 episodes, that's a lot of content. And we hopefully you'll see that here in some way. Uh, hopefully it's not a straight port of, uh, well, I guess it won't be, but I hope it's not some sort of weird mashup of... Uh, what's already been animated for Cyberverse mixed in with some new animation. It'd be really strange, but let's see what happens. Now, as I mentioned earlier, it is a good time to be a Transformers fan. It is also a good time to be a G.I. Joe fan. And I always feel like these two brands are inextricably linked. If you've seen the toys that made us, uh, you know why. Uh, You can't have Transformers without G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe begat Microman, Microman begat uh, the early portion of Transformers, so it is uh, a kind of a vicious circle. The G.I. Joe cartoon and comic begat the Transformers comic. Uh, It all kind of works together, so I'm so glad to hear that there is this G.I. Joe Snake Eyes movie coming out, and with that, hopefully, uh, at Toy Fair, I guess we're going to see some new G.I. Joe toys. The rumor is six-inch line similar to Marvel Legends and uh, hopefully a three and three quarter inch line. I know Jazzwares uh, got a license to do some sort of G.I. Joe product. Whether or not it's three and three quarter inch remains to be seen. But speaking of G.I. Joe, and I know I mentioned earlier my mostly unhappiness with the IDW Transformers reboot. If you are not reading the G.I. Joe standalone series, the new reboot from IDW Comics, Stop listening to this podcast right now and go listen. Uh, go read those books. It is arguably the best G.I. Joe comics I've ever read. Uh, I've never read, well, I can't say I've never read. I haven't read the entire run of the old Larry Hama books from Marvel. I've read a number of great issues from it. 
Uh, one day I will go back and do that whole series. But as of right now, uh, I have not. But that said, the new IDW G.I. Joe book is basically everything I wanted from a Transformers reboot from IDW, but done with G.I. Joe. It is smart. It is exciting. It is a new take on an old property. And each issue does its own thing. There are different vibes, different pacing. Um, The artwork is very good. The storytelling is incredible. Uh, There are only four issues in. And if you haven't read it, you need to read it. You know, and that leaves me to wonder uh, that it's not just a good time to be a Transformers fan. It's not just a good time to be a G.I. Joe fan. It is a good time to be a fan of just about anything. And I wrote this uh, in very large letters on my notes. I wrote, it's a great time to be a fan of anything, exclamation point. Why? Well, let's go through a few things here. As I mentioned, G.I. Joe. As I mentioned, Ghostbusters. Coming at Toy Fair. Hasbro re-upped for uh, copyright and trademarks. I forget which one. On Mask. The Mobile Armored Strike Command. Who knows? We might see something for that. If not, at least they're protecting their IP. As you know, I am a Valiant Comics fan. I am uh, a little behind on my reading. But I am a Valiant Comics fan. And there is a Bloodshot movie. Uh, that we've been waiting on for about six years, starring Vin Diesel, uh, who I'm not a huge fan of, but I've watched the trailers, and the trailers look really cool, and I don't know exactly where they're going with it. Trailers do do a great job of messing with you. Go watch the European trailer in particular. It's better than the American trailer. Um, And I am really, really excited for that film. If you like Masters of the Universe... Uh, you know, there's the Netflix she series. There are two Masters of the Universe TV series coming to Netflix, uh, the Kevin Smith one and an all-new one. Uh, there's also all this great crossover with Masters of the Universe and WWE going on at your local Walmart. Uh, I am very tempted to buy that Ultimate Warrior figure, and I haven't done it yet. <laughs> um, you know, and then, of course, there's, uh, you know, companies like Super 7 doing their their uh, reaction figures, which are a little pricey in my book, especially for five points of articulation, but they do great properties. So I, I'm excited to see what they do. And actually, some of their stuff is starting to show up at five below. I did see their WWE muscle uh, packs showing up at five below. So if you're a fan, keep an eye out on stores like that. Um, you know, they're also doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures, which I did not see the five below, uh, the uh, Super 7 figures at 5 Below, but I did see the recent rise of the TMNT figures at 5 Below. I picked up a whole set of Ninja Turtles for 20 bucks. That's pretty cool. Uh, I always like when they do a reboot of Ninja Turtles. I like when they change the design. Uh, and, you know, that continues on in the cartoon. The comics from IDW just hit issue 100. Uh, I'm about 12 issues behind at least. <laughs> But it has been a great book for the first 88 issues. I'm sure it's a great book for another 12, plus all the side series. You know, and then you got things like Thundercats. Uh, they got that new cartoon, Thundercats Roar. I know people don't seem to be happy with the art style, and I, I get it. I get it. I was like that with Transformers Animated until I watched it and realized how good it was. Uh, I have not watched Thundercats Roar, but I'm, I will at some point. Just, just to see where if I can get on board with it. And then, of course, you know, you still have all the big 
big properties. You have your Marvels and your Star Wars. You have Disney Plus bringing it all to you at your home, right? Um, on the flip side, you have uh, AT&T, which owns HBO and owns DC Comics, uh, you know, and their Watchmen TV series, which was incredible. You didn't watch it. You missed out. Um, there's a Game of Thrones reboot series coming. And, of course, now we have some really nice-looking DC Comics toys. And I'm not a big DC guy. Um, never really have been other than kind of Death of Superman and Nightfall. Uh, I was into it for a little bit, but I don't know the the characters that well. And uh, I've never read Crisis on Infinite Earths, even though I probably should have. But there's some really nice DC toys coming from from McFarlane toys at the six inch scale, and then Spin Master uh, just started releasing three and three quarter inch DC figures, and I've been seeing Wave One and presumably Wave Two at Walmart. Uh, nice thing about being down in Florida is one, there's a lot of WalMarts, and two, uh, the toy selection down here so much better than the Northeast. Uh, now I'm not sure if there's a Wave Two or if these are Walmart exclusive, but I have been seeing a um, the ones that I have not seen in news articles from the DC line being a, a blue-suited Batman. It's not the blue, like, 60s suit, or it's not the detective comic suit. It's, like, some sort of technical armor suit, rebirth suit. I don't know. And then uh, I've also seen Croc. Um, Croc Master, is that his name? I'm going to screw this up, right? Isn't that a G.I. Joe? Um, hold on, I took a photo. <laughs> I took a photo on my phone and I'm going to go look up what he is named Killer Croc. All right. So there is a Killer Croc individually carded. Uh, there is also a three pack with Killer Croc, a uh, green suited Batman and a Robin figure that I think has a different suit. Uh, and I've seen all those at Walmart, but nothing online about those three. Now, I did buy uh, the gray suit Batman. I guess it's Rebirth Batman uh, because I. I like having three and three quarter inch figures. I have a whole bunch of Marvel ones, and it would be nice to have a couple of DC guys, especially the main kind of uh, core characters to have with them. And there's also a, uh, a Nightwing and a Robin and a Man Bat. And uh, I think I think that and Joker, right? Um, I didn't pick up any of the other ones. And there's a couple of different suits of Batman, but I went with the gray gray and black Batman. Uh, he comes with a batarang. He comes with a grappling hook and two swords. The accessories kind of suck other than the batarang. Um, and here's the thing that I do not like about this line. The accessories are, and I'm going to say this in audio air quotes, randomly packed. So there are different missions for these characters. And there's a breakdown in here. Basically, you would have to buy two of every character to get all of the accessories, including some of the hidden accessories and the chase figures. Um, and even the chase figures you would have to buy two of because they're super rare. So there's a gold Batman and I guess a shiny Robin. I don't even know what to call it because he, he just seems to have a shiny suit. But So that's my first real big knock on these. So there's three diff four different missions. There's a Harbor Defender, there's Carnival Chaos, there's Sky Detective, and then there's Arkham Asylum Escape. Now, give you a little tip you can find out which ones are on the shelves by taking the package and kind of just uh pulling back the left side of of what's sitting there uh on the cardboard between the cardboard and the plastic clear uh shell 
and in there is always a trading card and the trading card tells you which mission you're on so you can kind of see it you know i wouldn't do it so far to damage the package but you can kind of see it and then you can buy the one you want but with that in mind um you would still have to buy two of every figure uh to complete all the accessories so that's that's kind of lame i don't like when they do that i don't think it's it's good for the brand i don't think it's good uh to treat kids that way or adults because if you're a kid and you want a certain combination uh, you may not get it. And there's like special armor also for Batman that is spread out across various figures. Now, the figure overall, uh, it's it's pretty good. It's not the greatest three and three quarter inch figure, but for eight bucks, it's not bad. It certainly has more articulation than the $18 reaction three and three quarter inch figures. Uh, here's what it does have. It has uh, thigh swivel, knee bend, and swivel, uh, bicep, uh, no, no bicep. Uh, elbow bend and swivel and uh, shoulder bend and swivel and head swivel. It does not have any waist articulation. So no waist turn, no ab crunch, and it has no ankle articulation and no wrist articulation. So I can deal without wrist articulation. I can even deal without the ankle articulation. The no waist articulation is a bummer. Um, even if it just had a waist swivel, kind of giving it that old G.I. Joe feel, um, cutting that into two parts and just connecting them would have been a lot nicer than what they've done. That said, the sculpts are pretty nice. The head swivel is nice. The the arm articulation is pretty good. And like I said, for eight bucks, it, it goes a lot further than than some of these uh, uh, niche brand ones that only do five points of articulation. And wow, that went on <laughs> a lot longer than I thought. But, you know, continuing on in why it's a great time to be a fan, I think I've listed just about a whole bunch of things I'm into. I, I probably left out The Walking Dead, which is still a great time to be a fan. The shows are continuing on, three spinoffs. You got Stranger Things uh, continuing on, uh, DC TV continuing on, uh, all sorts of stuff coming to Disney+. Plus. So lots and lots to uh, watch and fall in love with. But I want to go back almost 10 years ago, nine years ago last month, uh, to an article from December 27th, 2010, uh, from the magazine Wired. Uh, and it's written by one of my favorite comedians, uh, Patton Oswalt. And it's entitled, Wake Up Geek Culture, Time to Die. Now, kind of goes off on this really long rant about how hard it was to be a geek in the 80s and the 90s. And it's true. You know, a lot of us, what we liked was pretty underground and pretty offbeat. And it's kind of become uh, a mainstream thing. And it kind of rambles on and rants on into this, um, to this verbal explosion at the end about how things are just going to keep crossing over and combining and becoming more mainstream and you know, the gist of the article, though, about how our culture or as a geek or as someone who's been into something is very much the same as people talking about, you know, the, the latest housewife show or, you know, which, you know, my wife is into some of them. And, <laughs> you know, they're they're hard watch for me. But look, people are into them. They talk about them. And then there's after shows that talk about them. This is Internet culture uh, applied to everything we do and enjoy. This goes to sports. This goes to politics. This goes to just about everything, right? And he coins this one phrase, uh, this word, I should say, called etewaf. 
E-T-E-W-A-F. It's an acronym for everything that ever was available forever. And, you know, as a side effect of that phrase, I think I've applied a bit of that to my collecting habits and to my interest in uh, Transformers as a brand and other brands. In that if I miss it, if I don't pick it up right away, it's not the end of the world. Uh, these things will exist on online. These things will exist on uh, on eBay or on places where I could later on pick something up uh, that I missed. Um, it may come at a premium. It may come at a lower price. But the idea of Edewaf, of everything available, uh, every everything ever... Wait, how's it go again? <laughs> I put my notes away. Everything that ever was available forever. It's something to keep in mind because I think growing up in a time where things did go away, uh, we have to lose that mindset a little bit. Things that we enjoy will almost never go away now. They're too valuable. This is why we see reboots and remakes of just about everything because the intellectual property behind them is just too valuable. So just something to, to think about, something to put into your daily observations of the things you love uh, because they will be around and they will be available forever uh, either in the form they were or some sort of new uh, look. And that's that's okay. That's great. It's great that I can go back and say, I will now go and reread all of Larry Hama's run of G.I. Joe. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting to see people, how people discover music now because you had to go and buy CDs or albums or tapes or whatever format the thing was on and then physically put them into something and then listen to them. And now artists' entire catalog are just... Entire catalogs are just there to consume and binge, um, you know, years worth of music uh, condensed down into just a few hours. Uh, it's crazy to, to, to think and, and not even with that much effort to uh, acquire. So just think about that when you're consuming media that uh, sometimes things also do take a lot longer to create and build and unfold and your consumption time maybe a lot shorter than uh, how things ended up out there for you to consume it's 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 a neat concept you know it's like watching a tv show i'm kind of rambling here i know um it's kind of like watching a tv show binging it or waiting for it week to week right there's a different experience with shows like that i, I use gotham as a good example um Gotham or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., people have gone up and down with them. Maybe they don't like them. Maybe they did like them. I felt both those shows so much more enjoyable if you watch them in a way that I call uh, bingeication. It's kind of a combination of binging and syndication uh, instead of watching them in all one sitting or watching them week to week to have them all ready to go and then watch one a day for however many days that season is. So, you know, 13 days in a row for argument's sake. Uh, I feel like you keep the plot points in your head. You're not cramming them into your head uh, like you're cramming for a test. Um, you give them time to breathe. You give yourself some time to build anticipation by waiting 24 hours or about a day to watch the next one. Uh, but you don't forget all the key elements. You don't forget the people uh, in the show, you don't forget the side characters of the people that weave in and out of the show. 
and it just makes the overall viewing that much more enjoyable. So one more tip for all my friends, fans, listeners out there, uh, give Bingecation a try. <laughs> and as you can see, I had a 16 hour road trip between the last two days and I'm rambling. Uh, hopefully I am making sense and I just want to do one more thing before I go. And that is give some shout outs to all the podcasts that kept me company on my drive. And uh, there were a lot because not only did I drive for 16 hours, but I listened to podcasts at double speed. Uh, so first, I did spend my first hour of driving uh, listening to Sirius XM Liquid Metal. I caught just like an hour worth of like songs that I either knew or wanted to really get into. So I had like a good hour block of music that I was into before punching into my podcast. And also on Sirius XM, um, big shout out to uh, the Deep Cuts or Deep Tracks channel, Channel 27. Uh, they did a Neil Peart tribute uh, of Rush uh, for the late Neil Peart, probably the greatest drummer of all time. Uh, and so I got to punch into that every so often and uh, just listen to some of that. If you, if you haven't listened to Rush, what are you waiting for? Go absorb their entire catalog. I'm sure you can do it in a few hours. <laughs> and if not, then go watch I Love You, Man. Great movie. Rush guest stars in it as a, as a little cameo at the end. A lot of good Rush jokes, especially about how to say Neil Peart's last name. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, a movie I quote uh, fairly regularly and one that has made it into Transformers lore. How? Well, let's just say the phrase totes my goats comes from that movie. There is a bot bot named totes my goats. Now, looking at my podcast list, let's talk about the shows I watched, uh, watched, <laughs> listened to on my drive. Uh, I was in the middle of that metal podcast uh, albums of 2019, best albums of 2019. So I gave that a listen. Uh, I punch it in and out of the show. It's it's pretty good. Um uh, the two guys on there certainly know their stuff. I don't agree with everything they say, but uh, uh, that's a fun a fun listen. Uh, big shout out. Let's go Transformers Podcasts. I listened to a whole bunch in a block. Radio Free Cybertron and the Radio Free Cybertron Patreon podcast. Go join up on their Patreon. Uh, I got to listen to the pre and post uh, show. Got to listen to the actual show on my drive. Of course, I listened to uh, the latest episode of Transmissions alt mode i was already caught up on the regular show uh stasis pod did a great episode on dino dinosaurs i almost said dino zone which is the japanese name uh which is a line that ran right around the time of beast machines um twilight was actually pretty good uh, i mean it was good and bad <laughs> all at the same time and go listen, you'll find out why. Uh, WTF at TFW, I don't regularly listen, but I threw one on uh, for fun because uh, it's always fun listening to Evangelist. Um, and of course, my favorite Transformers adjacent podcast, Mike Seibert Radio, did a mid-season TV uh, catch-up episode. Uh, I did not listen to Unfernian Near Tangent on my drive, but uh, they did a great episode on The Walking Dead uh the beginning of the year only a few weeks ago and i did listen to that recently and uh as a fan of both the comic and the show that was a fun listen other things i listened to on the road uh let's just go and see what shows up in my box in order here oh yeah long box crusade their transformers chronicles episode they're doing the old marvel book uh episode by episode finally put out a new one episode 11 uh so that was a good listen 
Full Force podcast uh, talking about G.I. Joe. They always do these great news updates about G.I. Joe. And a uh, big shout out to the Full Force gang, Chris, and uh, and all of his guests. Um, and you may have heard Chris on our episode 50, Transformers the Movie episode. And wow, I totally butchered the spelling of his name. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and fix that. I know he mentioned that on another show. And I was like, oh, how off was I? And I'm looking at my phone. I was way off. Wow. Um Another shout out to uh, David Cabal and Retro Cabal, his new podcast, uh, where he's just journaling the things he loves, like 90s G.I. Joe. Uh, that's another thing I love is 90s G.I. Joe. Um, I'm not caught up on that, but that was towards the tail end of my trip. I did binge a whole bunch of those. Uh, and uh, I love positive fandom. Uh, people who are excited about their fandom in a way and excited if you're excited about whatever it is you like. And that's what I got from David's podcast. If you haven't listened to it, it's Retro Cabal, R-E-T-R-O-R-E-T-R-O-C-A-B-A-L. Uh, go check it out. I've got it on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it is a good one. Uh, Talk is Jericho did a great retrospective on Neil Peart uh, with uh, Chris Jericho, who is Canadian, just like the guys in Rush, and uh, two of the uh, greatest drummers in heavy metal, Mark, Mike Portnoy, uh, most notably of Dream Theater, and um, Charlie Panante of Anthrax. One show I uh, gave a listen to for the first time is uh, Omnibus with uh, Ken Jennings of Jeopardy fame, the uh, one of the contestants on the latest greatest of all time, actually latest, I should say, only greatest of all time uh, tournament, and John Roderick, who is a uh, musician and writer and uh, former Seattle politician. Neat. Um, Anyway, that podcast is is interesting and and just a good history lesson podcast. I gave a uh, Valiant Comics podcast a try called uh, Only the Valiant, uh, OTP Valiant Comics Radio. I'm not sure how I feel about this one. I do like that they go week by week. So I was able to punch back to a week uh, that I am caught up on. Like I said, I'm not entirely sure how I if I enjoyed the podcast or not. I'll probably give it another listen. Uh, but there are a lot of Valiant podcasts, uh, Valiant Comics podcasts out there, so I'm going to try a few and see see where I land. Uh, Chris Hardwick, uh, ID10T's latest episode, he talks with he talks with Tom Payne. Uh, you may know him better as Jesus on The Walking Dead. Uh, I, I like Chris Hardwick. Uh, I will not say I don't like Chris Hardwick, and so he's a, a great interviewer, and so that is certainly one I, I gave a listen to. Caught up with my friend uh, Seth Everett on his Sports with Friends podcast. I added a few. I haven't caught up to all the ones I've added, uh, but I did listen to him chat with Yankees beat reporter Sweeney Murdy, who uh, apparently they go way back to Seth's internship at WFAN in New York. Uh, also listened to uh, the Triple R, Ricky Rackman Radio. The first episode of that dropped uh, with a history of that show. I like Ricky Rackman's uh, Cat House podcast and uh, excited to see him branching out. Also went back to my friends uh, Jason Kirk and Jeremy from Transmissions and uh, gave a listen to all of season three of their Paladins of Voltron podcast. So I gave that uh, a, uh, a listen peppered it into a bunch of other things I was listening to. And I think that's it. I had a, I had a Seth Everett's Hall of Justice podcast queued up. Hadn't, didn't get to it, though. Um, and uh, most of my other shows have not updated in a while. So 
that pretty much covered a good 16 hours of driving. <laughs> but there you go. That is a lot of podcasts. I listen to double speed to get them all in. And uh, certainly all ones you should check out, especially Retro Cabal. I'm giving that one another shout out. It's new. It's fun. Um, and uh, I'm really excited to hear what David has to bring to the table. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode of TFU News and Views. I'm not going to go into all the contact info, but please check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash TFU info. And of course, if you want to catch me on Twitter at TFU underscore info. Now, as I mentioned before, Toy Fair coverage coming February 22nd, Saturday. Live from New York. (laughs) And it's going to be a lot of fun. I will be there. Tweeting, probably be on YouTube, just like we did with uh, uh, New York Comic Con. And I'll have more updates for that. We'll do a, a, a Toy Fair preview here soon, I think. And of course, there'll be episodes of Transformers University coming as well. So, with that, I'm going to leave you with this one phrase. And please take it to heart. It is always a good time to be a Transformers fan. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Bertalli, owner-operator, Mad Matt, behind TFU.info. See ya.